Another episode of Financial Penance JA. I'm Julio Dawkins. And I'm Jade Harrison. We are proud to present our very first guest. Everybody bringing the pageantry, the pom poms, everything. Welcome, Chantal Simpson, attorney at law. Thank you, Julio. How did you become an attorney as well as an entrepreneur in that mix? I would consider myself an entrepreneur. More like a professional. Yeah. Uh, you are you are an entrepreneur professional. Yeah, we really? can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason I wouldn't consider myself an entrepreneur is because I actually work for a company. I'm in-house counsel for a company right now. Right. Uh, but I started my career at the company's office of Jamaica as a legal officer there. Okay. I was there for two years, and then I was in the commercial department of a law firm for three years. And now, as I said, I'm in-house counsel for a publicly listed company. Four viewers out there. What advice would you give to young and startup business entrepreneurs out there? Well, te technically, I can't give advice on this forum, and that's not what I am doing. Yeah. But generally, yeah, fair, 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 fair. generally, what I would say to persons is, you know, people see legal and accounting. I would say accounting. I have to throw it in there, but legal services as a luxury, something that you. You seek to get when your business is at a stage where you think you can afford it. Or in or, trouble. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or you know, maybe you feel like I'm a big company now, so I can have a lawyer now. Mm. But the reality is that well, at that point it's probably too late. You would have probably made a lot of mistakes along the way and probably, mm. you know, breached a lot of laws. Well, if not even breaching any laws or anything, maybe you would have not set up your company in the way that's best for you or set up your business in the most efficient manner. Right. So by the time you get an attorney to come in, then that attorney has to fix all the problems that would have been created and it's actually more expensive on the back end. Better for you though. Not necessarily. I mean, more money. <laughs> I, but that's not what my interest is. My interest is really, the reason I am a commercial lawyer, I do want to see businesses thrive. Okay. I want to see our economy do well and we'll do well when we have thriving businesses, okay. right? And a lot of companies, they can't get funding and investors because when the, when the investors look at their, their books or their corporate structure, etc., it's just not put together in a way that allows them to make investments and allow the businesses to grow. So I always say, engage an attorney at the beginning. When you're ready to start your business, speak to an attorney at that point, get the advice, get them to understand exactly what it is that you're doing so that they can guide you through the process and be there with you through the entire process so that you're more likely to get investors, you're, it's better for you to grow when you have that proper corporate structure. What kind of money that cost though? Because the real figures, people want to know like... What will it cost? Just a lot of business. You have a lot of money. Well, it depends. Like for, the lawyer, for, for a lawyer? Yeah, mm -hmm. to initial. I, I can't lawyer. tell you what a lawyer's fees are because there's nothing that guides that. There's no, there are no rules that say this is what an attorney wants. So you're not a done. cheap lawyer. You're not a real question. I'm just asking. If you're do. looking for cheap services, cheap though always mean good, right? Fair you need to look for valuable advice. Look for people who can properly advise you and know and understand the value of what it is that you're getting. Most lawyers, including myself, but most lawyers are willing to assist and, and understand the stage of your business because they want to grow with your business. Oh. So at this point, I mean, you know, the advice that you would need and the services that you would need would probably come at a lower cost because of the stage the that stage. you're at, oh, right? So and so then as you trying to work with you, exactly, a lot of lawyers now, especially because there's so many of us, a lot of lawyers are willing to come to different agreements with you to kind of ensure that you're getting it. 
I mean, expensive yeah. is, is dependent on a person, but to me, it's far more expensive to have to fix the problems that you create. Trust me, it's, oh, okay. it, it can cost you millions to, to fix so, those problems. So, Chantal, you're telling us now that engage a lawyer. Mm -hmm. you, may take, you may have a session with you probably an hour or two hours, mm -hmm. sit down with you, guide you, you pay for that session of consultation. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be anything in depth where they're going to have to charge you to do a letter or whatever. It's just a simple consultation right. and you can talk yeah, to that. Yeah, one time I try to pay for a letter and I tell them for the letter. Just for the letter. You know, right. mine might not be a lot to you because of value. I know. <laughs> 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 but people tell me at the time, did it hurt? At the time. Hurt. <laughs> so, you know I said? But my understand the point. Yeah, you need the yeah, value yeah. early in the business. Yeah. And, and I mean, also, Again, see legal services just as the same way. I know, I know people are, I don't do this and I need to do more of it. People mm -hmm. bargain mm -hmm. and people mm -hmm. negotiate and people yeah, shop around. Yeah, yeah. There is not only one lawyer out there. There's right, so right. many lawyers, as I said, that oh, are willing to work. Like, seriously, no joke. Yeah. Like when I was looking for it, I literally had to ask people, um, is, it that, is, there, is there like a resource or a register or something like that? That you can go to. Well, you can actually up. contact so the Jam Bar, um, Jamaica Bar Association. Mm -hmm. They actually maintain a list of lawyers who are mm -hmm. members of the association. And if you want, they will actually provide you with the contact information. Jam, mm -hmm. but, like Jam Jamaica Bar, Bar Jam. Association. Jamaica yeah. Bar And they have a website. They have a website. Very important stuff. But also, I mean, yeah. Yellow Pages, don't forget you write Yellow Pages. If you literally type, at, or I think it's lawyers or attorney, one of the categories, you will, you'll, you'll definitely see the list of lawyers there. Or if you type it in, I've typed in, I mean, just for research purposes, I've typed in commercial lawyers, I've typed in IT lawyers in Jamaica, yeah. and, and the list so. does come up online. Okay. So, right, yeah. so, what would you say to individuals out there who decide to start a business and they're just operating? They said, boy, goods coming in, goods coming out, mm -hmm. and they haven't registered a business. Mm -hmm. What benefits are what safeguards? Why? Just why? Just why should they register? Why should they register? So their the business? primary reason is that the law actually says you are supposed to if you're doing it in a name other than your true name. So, so you're Jade Harrison, and you're distributing things, and you're doing, but you're doing it in your name. It's just Jade. People know they come to Jade yeah. Harrison, and mm -hmm. they, and you know that's fine, right? right? However, if you're saying, well, Jade's distribution, um, what, well, you can't, mm. it won't be limited, but Jade's distribution services, mm. that has to be registered. Under mm. the Registration of Business Names Act, if you're doing business in a name other than your true yeah, that's name, a gem. that's a gem right there, folks. All of you're you supposed to register. <laughs> so within 14 days. And I mean, the cost is, is a sim the good thing about registering a business name is a relatively cheap cost, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, I think, $2,500 at a company's office. Jamaican? Uh, yeah, Jamaican dollars. Guys, come on, you can register. And then you just renew every three years. Every three years. That's no, it. No, yeah. No, so that, that's one of the main reasons to register. And then the other thing is, you're not supposed to be doing business in a name that is, you know, con well, too similar. To another name mm -hmm. so the good oh, so yeah, when you're yeah. when you go into the company's office to actually register your business name yeah. they'll do a, a search they'll do a name search so you mm -hmm. may be out there operating with this name when somebody has this exact name already yeah, what yeah. you're doing is not only probably infringing on their ip but you're probably giving up goodwill because people will if they see them they think it's you and they probably take some of your customers so there are many reasons of, in that yeah so, so, so it actually I, helps so you. ip is intellectual property, property. Uh, oh, just, uh, yes, yeah all right, so um, oh, that's that's yo, that's great news because 
people know now know that you know they can't just go out there and use a name because they want to yeah. feel oh they had a dream and in that dream my friend, or they might lose their goodwill yeah mm-hmm. exactly. all right so what what how long does that process take though so i think right now it's about three to five days but company's office offers an expedited service so you pay I think it's an extra $3,000, but don't quote me on that, that for, so for next day ex, uh, registration. And I think they sometimes offer same day expedi- expedition where they can um, accommodate it. So, all right. So question, for mm-hmm. example, because I was pushing online business, mm-hmm. suppose you're doing a podcast, mm-hmm. let's just say financial PSGA. <laughs> you know, like you're not making any money, but you're doing it because you love it. And it eventually becomes something where you possibly can make some money from at what point do you say, all right, I need to register? So what I would say is, if the, you know your plans, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not at the point where you're a business. It's a podcast. You're not oh, making yeah, any money no. from it, right? I just love it. So, but you know that you intend to. What mm-hmm. I would say is, because the company's office actually, and actually under the company's act, you can actually register, or uh, and the business registration act, you can actually reserve a name. Mm-hmm. So you know that yeah, I'm going to start doing a business <laughs> soon. You can reserve that name. You go to the company's office, you do your name search, mm-hmm. and then you pay $3,000, and you, re- you reserve it for 90 days. After 90 days has expired, you're not ready to register your business yet, you can extend the registration, registration. for another 90, 90 days. Wow. All right? So that's what I would say. I would say always, if you have a name in mind, because the reality is someone might come in in the time that you're there because you put your name out there, and it's in their mind, and that is when they go and they register that name and, you know, Oh, this name sounds good. Mm-hmm. This is what True, I want to do. By the time they don't have graphics and everything, yeah. invest a certain amount of money, folks. I know this is a little segue, but <clears throat> can you somewhat educate our, our viewers on the possibility? Because we, we spoke about intellectual property. Mm-hmm. But what's the difference between a trademark or even um, a logo? What, 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 what's the so, difference there? So a logo is actually, so the logo is whatever you've drawn up or your graphic designer or whoever has mm-hmm. drawn up for you. It's a trademark when you've registered it as your, as, and as the mark that identifies your brand. So anything that anyone can use to know that this is you, that's registrable as a trademark. And it has to be distinctive, right? Because that's the way that people are going to know that it's you. So one of the, so you go to JIPO and you mm-hmm. submit your application to that register Jamaica, Jamaica Intellectual, Intellectual Property, Property Office. Office. Thank you for that. And it's located at JAMPRO, right? At JAMPRO, yeah. right. And you get that registered, um, you get the trademark registered, and I think it's valid for about 10 years in, initially, and then you, you keep policing the mark. But you actually have to make sure you use the mark, ensure that people know and identify. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't only have to be a, a logo, you can actually register the name. You can, so financial fitness could be a trademarkable uh, thing if it's distinctive enough to identify exactly what you do only. Cause, because I mean, like, stuff like KFC and Island Grill, those mm-hmm. are the words themselves. Are yeah. trademarks. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Is it the words? Can I say KFC? But is it the way how I draw the words? It's or? both. It's both. So you can register it in different ways. So you can register what they call a word mark. So mm. that's the words. Right. That is that's the mark. Mm. But then the representation of the, the mark words. again. That's that's also another mark. Mm. Yeah. So like like Coca Cola. Yeah. That would be so I mean the word, word itself. Those words are nobody else can go and try to use those right, words right. in that industry in that category, right? right? But at the same time, also the representation of it. If if someone tries to not use the words Coca Cola, but use the same type of design for a different in different words, then that's protectable because mm-hmm. they would have trademarked that design. Guys, yo, gems, guys, yeah. another She's one dropping it. Major another one. <laughs> <laughs> yo, she on fire. She's on fire. <laughs> 
Well, what I wanted to know, um, there are two types of businesses. What's the difference and why would I register one type of business as opposed to another? So, so you're referring to the business name versus the company, right? Right. So a limited liability versus, versus just registering the business name. Yes, that's yeah. Right. So, I mean, just as I mentioned before, registering the business name because you're doing business in that name other than your true name. Because what the business name actually does, it's, it's just Jade Harrison trading as financial fitness, right? Mm -hmm. And what that means is if you were to enter into a contract, the contract would not be in the name of financial fitness. It has to be Jade Harrison trading as. It's literally just another name in which you do business. It's nothing more. Okay. Whereas with a company, it's a separate legal entity. Mm -hmm. So that, that entity can actually own land. It can mm -hmm. enter into contracts. It can actually be sued and sue people but and that would not be in connection to you but okay. if somebody if it's just a business name then right. they're suing you trading as this business name so oh. you are in the business are one it would have been business with name. The exactly but okay. with the company limit so it's literally it's what we refer to as a legal person it's the law recognizes it as a person and that is the limited liability, limited liability company can sue me yeah no. But, no 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 the limited liability is what she's talking well, about. You're an attorney? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, seriously, you no, no, that's fine. You can be clear. Can yeah, okay, yeah. so let's get it clear. Mm -hmm. So, business name. So, that's Jade Harrison trading as or doing business as. Mm -hmm. If you were to enter into a contract or hold assets in the name of your business or whatever it is, it's really not the the business itself that's holding those assets are entering, it's you. It's you. Sole trader, so, Jada. Right. Okay. Right? So sole trader. Yeah. Or sole trader or partnership, because if it was both yeah, of you, right? So it could be Jada and Julio trading as financial fitness, then it's both of you, uh, right? And so, that, so that's that. Mm -hmm. Company limited by, uh, well, a limited liability company, mm -hmm. separate person. Right. So the company, you're, you know, it does its business, you know, it gets it, probably owns a car and the car, somebody's driving the car, hits down somebody and somebody needs to be sued. It's not the shareholders or the directors What's who will be example? sued. Yeah. It would be, it's, it's the most obvious example. So I like, yeah. so I think by persons who own taxes, etc. it's good oh, if you okay, put that okay. in a company because you don't want anybody, because these things are not exactly. Oh, okay. So you put it in the company and they have yeah. to sue, they have to sue the company itself yes. and they can't come after you and your personal assets. It's yeah. the assets of the Gems company there. alone that they Major can't get. Alert. Yeah. Bombs on fire. It's on fire. So, um, how do people stay compliant after setting up their business? What what what's you know what what are the avenues or challenges? So it depends on the type of business, right? Mm -hmm. Well, or the type of registration that you would have done. Right. So if you did the business name, it's really just the annual. What what did I say? Three years. Every three, Every three years. years, you make sure you mm -hmm. renew that. Mm -hmm. And then, but if there's a change, so if you've changed your business location mm -hmm. or you want to change your name, then mm -hmm. you can make those filings. And you can go in and do that. Well, right. Ask a question to me. Business location. Not everybody have a business location, and even in this era, it could like be your home. Virtual... It could be your home. Oh, okay. Because so, I mean, if you're if you're doing if you're doing it from your computer, your home address could be your business address. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But then, um, so for a company, staying compliant with a company, I mean, it's it costs more because what you have to file what we call an annual return every year, mm -hmm. and this, I mean, I like tar I like to emphasize this because people confuse the annual return at the company's office mm -hmm. with the annual returns at the tax office. Tax office. And that's yeah. an, annual returns at the tax office is paying your taxes, paying your mm -hmm. business taxes or whatever type so of taxes. So much money I've spent, but we pay tax and then we pay annual return again. 
看不到。我那是不是信？我那是不是信？我不信，我不信。所以不信的。对，那都是信。所以 ，yeah， so you have to file an annual return every year, just、mm-hmm. stating who the directors, company secretary, shareholders, whether there were any transfers of shares, change of,、mm-hmm. and what the registered office address. Just kind of giving an update of the status of the company for that period of time.、Mm-hmm. And you're right, the company is it costs more to maintain it. And, but you get a lot more benefits from it, but it costs more to maintain it. So it's actually just five thousand dollars to file it. You file the annual return every year, but if you file it late, there's a late fee of a hundred dollars per day, up to a maximum of ten thousand dollars. So what you find again, this is why it's good to have people advising from the beginning. Right, so a lot of、right. people they don't file their annual returns at all. Then it's time to file, and it's a hundred thousand dollars. That because for the,、yeah. all the years, and when you look at it, most of that cost is is、um, is a late fee. Right, right. Right. And it can be avoided. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Funny because I can、um, allude to something where I saw in the paper where the government was trying to give companies relief, and it and you had to be up to date with both companies' office、okay. and tax、yeah. office、mm-hmm. in order to tap into that benefit. So、mm-hmm. you know there are some benefits definitely to、yeah. stay compliant. So I just wanted to add because you said, "What do you have to do to stay compliant?"、Mm-hmm. After, so if you change directors, if you change your company secretary, that type of thing,、right. you need to make you need to give notice to the company's office as well, or if you issue additional shares to new shareholders, then you also need to to notify、mm-hmm. the company. So you can issue before. Yeah, yeah. I think how does that process work? Like when you issue, I can just say I'm issuing shares to somebody. Well, yes and no.、Um, So the pro- the process and this is where legal advice definitely comes in again. Yeah, yeah. So the, no, <laughs> the process is because you have to file. So there, yeah. As the company, remember, you and the company are not the same person,、mm-hmm. right? But you're the con- the directors are considered directing mind and will of the company, but it's the company that's doing it. So what the directors have to do, and sometimes the shareholder, depending on the type of action, is pass a resolution. Mm-hmm. Authorizing the issue of the shares,、mm-hmm. and when it comes to issuing shares, you have to ensure that you have enough shares to, to issue. Because、yeah. when you start, when you incorporate the company, you one of the things that you say on your part in the articles is how many shares the company is authorized to issue.、Mm-hmm. So if you've already issued all of those shares, then you have to actually increase the maximum number of shares the company is authorized. That's another. That's one resolution.、Right. Then you have that. That then resolution. You, yeah. What do you mean as a resolution? A resolution. What's the best way to this? What the layman term for a resolution? It's really say. So it usually says, "Be resolved that the company is hereby authorized to issue." X amount of shares. Yes, and that is directors who do that. That's based. It's almost it's authorization. Then、mm-hmm. it's like the company's authorization to take certain actions, or the authorization of persons to take actions on behalf、That's、of the, the company. company. Right, it's office. Yeah, it's office. Yeah, office. yeah. that's why I need counsel, folks. Guys, when I remember, I need counsel. Yeah, exactly. Because and that's so that's one of the things I was mentioning, right? Where people will just say, "Oh, I'm issuing shares," and they go through this process of issuing shares, and then none of the proper steps were taken、right. to issue the shares, and that part just makes it actually null and void or voidable. Right,、mm-hmm. and then there, in relation to transfer of shares, and this is the biggest one. Let's say you say you're transferring shares to somebody,、mm-hmm. and you go ahead and you probably sign what you need to. You think you're signing and、uh, do all of those things. Under the Transfer Tax Act, if you haven't paid stamp duty and transfer tax on that transfer, it didn't happen right. at all. So、what? you you may have thought you may have paid somebody. To transfer shares to you,、mm-hmm. and you may think you're a shareholder in this company, but because that transfer document、mm-hmm. or transfer instrument was not not stamped or transfer tax not paid on it,、mm-hmm. 
not valid. People pay for the lawyer. Right and now, pay for the lawyer. Yeah. Pay for the lawyer. It is worth the money. We spoke another about another issue, um, Jay, in terms of um, keeping proper records. Yeah, this is a different level of records, so what do you think I get very necessary? Yeah. Yeah. She's telling us that in order to do the transfers, we need to have proper records too, yeah. right? As well as resolutions. We, and resolutions. So that, <laughs> that means when we have a meeting, we need to state it in a letter and all yeah. of these things, yeah, right? Yeah, even if you're, and, I, and that's something that's something I think people overlook because you, if you have your company, it's just you, mm. and you don't intend for any external people to come in, then it's all well and good doing all the wrong things and nobody mm, ever yeah, cares yeah. that right? Definitely. So, but otherwise, you know, even if we're a one man company, if you sit down and you say, this is what I'm going to do, you document it as minutes of a meeting or a resolution that of the director because you are not the company. I think that's a lot, that's a big mistake people make mm -hmm. where they, they act as if, well, it's my company, so I can do whatever I want. Yes, you can, but put it in the do it to do it the proper way because mm -hmm. technically if you want an investor to come in afterwards and all of those things aren't done, that can actually really affect your possible your prospects for getting funding. Because you know there's a due diligence process that they're gonna right, go through. Right, right, right. And if it, when when an investor is doing their due diligence process and they realize that the company is not up to date or has not been doing things the proper way they might just walk away because it's just too much mm -hmm. you know hassle to get that sorted out and they, they go to somebody else who has their business in order i know you also look at um fintech law i'm not exactly sure what that is but what i is just that? wanted to find out what, exactly what is that so fintech is like a buzzword you're gonna be hearing a lot more late like quite in the future but, and I've been hearing this a lot too. So it's really financial technology, right? So all everything that's happening online now with, with banks who offer these online platforms okay. or e-wallets or all of those, those yeah. fall under the ambit of financial technology. Mm -hmm. And there are laws that govern that, or there should be laws that govern that. But, we, but the reality is our laws tend to catch up with the trends afterwards, yeah, right? So, but, there, but recently the BOJ, Bank of Jamaica, <laughs> so recently the Bank of Jamaica actually um, they announced or they released what they call sand, sandbox guidelines mm -hmm. and what it is is not strict laws or regulations, well yeah probably regulations but not strict laws and in relation to how financial technology companies should operate but it's an opportunity for persons to come in mm -hmm. and they have discussions and you will tell them what your proposed product is financial mm -hmm. technology product is mm -hmm. yeah. and they will set a guidelines that guide how that product is supposed to oh, operate so and how you can roll that out on a phase yeah. basis so, or on a trial basis so Chantal, how has covid19 affected how people are able to register their business because of social distancing etc the company's office now has to limit how many persons can go inside at a time and so they have the markers outside so they've actually been encouraging persons to use what they call their drop box or their drop off box if you have documents that you need to file the thing with the drop off box though you have to be paying by check so you know you can't necessarily be leaving oh. your cash or your card in their oh. drop-off box but so that's really how the only way it's actually affected the registration of businesses but the company's office has actually gone ahead and they've offered certain amnesties mm. or 
I guess, what they call compliance relief to persons who might be affected by COVID. So, you know, I would have mentioned the fact that business names need to be renewed every three years. So what they're allowing now is you can actually, they're they're waiving the late fee or anything that would have applied to that. And um, I think between the periods of March and August, if your business was due for renewal during that time, they won't necessarily, um, there won't be a late fee or anything for the renewal of that. Similar, the annual returns for companies I told you there's a hundred dollars per day if it's late. The company's office has actually waived that late fee. Um, so if your annual returns were due between March and August 31, I think, they're allowing you that grace period within which to file it without having to pay that penalty. So that's a good thing for persons who probably were unable to leave their homes, you know, especially when persons had the St. Catherine lockdown or whatever it is, right. and for whatever reason, you can't get to file those documents, then there's not that anymore. And they actually have a few other promotions that I think aren't necessarily directly tied to COVID, but they're, you know, they're giving persons that as well. So you can close your business easier now um, at a lower cost, I think. And for companies who want to just ask for their company to be removed from the register of companies because they're not mm-hmm. operating anymore, right. mm-hmm. they're allowing you to do that without having to get an auditor's certificate, certificate. which oh, was something that okay. was needed before. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, well. Um, but on a different note, though, like, mm-hmm. what's your personal mantra? Like, what's it that guides you and you think something that people possibly could share with you in terms of how you look at success or how, what, what, is, what is that thing that guides you, you know? Some people have a mantra, a one-liner, or anything yeah. like that. Another gem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, generally for me, I like to grow. And if I'm not growing, then I get uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And so, I, and the reality is you can get uncomfortable and it's fine to be uncomfortable. But the, the level of discomfort should be in relation to growing and not because you're staying too, mm-hmm. you know, you're staying stagnant. So that's yeah. for me. I always try to put myself in situations where I'm growing. But another thing I think that guides me a lot and it might so when you hear it at first it sounds like what so those who pursue mediocrity are seldom disappointed that's something i have to remind myself a lot of mm-hmm. because when you when you chase the high goals and you try to achieve a lot of success the reality is it comes with a lot of disappointment what? and because <laughs> it comes with a lot of disappointment and yeah. a lot of hard days and a lot of days where you look around at people who are you know they're living their best lives and having the time of their life and and, you're, and you kind of ask yourself, why am I working so hard? And why yeah. am I pushing out so much effort? And I just remember, if you pursue mediocrity, the disappointments are very limited. But if, when you're achieving or seeking to achieve or go out above and beyond, the disappointments will come, but the success afterwards is great. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Very deep individual, folks. No, Jay. Yeah, you know what that's really good. I think yeah. it, it, that comes back to what you always your word that you liked it, the word that you made up. Stick to it to the next. This he made up a word that was sticking okay. to it. It's the same kind of principle. Yeah. And growing, always yeah. trying to grow and forcing yourself to grow and then you won't be disappointed. Whatever you're feeling, at least you're trying to grow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's great stuff, folks. Awesome. I, kinda, I agree with that. Yes. Amazing. Well, guys, Simpson. thank you for <laughs> tuning in to um financial fitness. Um with our first guest, Chantal Simpson, attorney at law, beauty and brains. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can people find you, Chantal, in terms of? Well, you know? I mean, I'm on Instagram. So what's it? What's it? Chant- Chantal Show. Well, uh, so Chantal Kaiser is my Instagram handle, but I have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Tal Talks. 
that is dedicated to discussing legal considerations for doing business in Jamaica because mm-hmm. as you guys realize I really like talking about these things mm-hmm. and I also like to educate persons because I think a lot of the person a lot of persons business persons out there don't have the sufficient education and knowledge around what they need to do mm-hmm. so I try to put that out there in a way that people can understand and yeah yeah she need for the love folks she need yeah. for the love like she need for the love we just like talking about, we like talking yeah. about, we like sharing yeah. and educating people. Yeah. And it's a great channel, guys. It's a really great channel. It's like the quality of the material is, is. top notch. You know, as so. you can see. Yeah, 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 as you can see. So, but yeah, tune in. Guys, we're out. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for tuning into the Financial Fitness JA podcast. You could have been listening to any other podcast in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. Please remember to follow us. And if you enjoyed what you heard, remember to share it on social media. If you have any questions about what we've discussed, or if you'd just like to provide us with some feedback, you can reach out to us via Instagram at financialfitnessja, um, or you can shoot us an email at financialfitnessja at gmail.com. All right, guys, that's it from the producer. Have a great day. And remember, we do this.